Welcome, everyone, to the We Believe podcast. My name is Brother James. Joining me is uh, my friend, fellow church member here, Brother Mark. How you doing? Doing good. Yourself? I'm doing well. We got through Christmas. Looking forward to the new year. It's amazing that 2020 is coming to an end. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> to some people's delight, and, but also, you know, anytime a, a year ends, it's it's almost a closing of a chapter and an opening of a new one, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Today, uh, we're, we're talking about the topic of forgiveness and a fitting time of year, I think, to talk about that topic. And uh, Brother Mark, I knew you had uh, um, some scripture that you thought was fitting for that topic. So why don't we start there? Sure. Kind of let that guide us through our discussion. Absolutely. Uh, as we were preparing for this, God really laid First uh, John 1, 9 on my heart. And that verse says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and we talked about and we're drawing down the end of this year Uh, this is often a time of reflection for a lot of people myself included yeah and just really looking back not just to this past year but really all that God has done for me and really the growth that I've seen in myself and in my family uh, all because he forgave my sins there was a time in my life when I knew that I was going to hell I knew that I needed a savior and I called upon him and confessed my sins and he was just to forgive me in that. And uh, forgiveness to me has always been uh, a key building block in the foundation of my Christian walk. Uh, I think without it, I don't think I could have grown uh, to the man I am today. And that's all to the glory of God. Yeah. And forgiveness in its simplest form is really there's there's a debt that's owed. It's essentially telling someone that, you know, that, that debt no longer is owed. Um, it's paid for. Or it's simply like the word says, it's forgiven, it's forgotten. Uh, The things that we've talked about up to this point in the podcast, including today's topic of forgiveness, to me what's remarkable about it, Brother Mark, is how simple all those truths are, including forgiveness. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I think the older I get, the more I realize you talked about how simple what we've been discussing on this podcast, the, the, the truths that we've learned over these last few months, really, with everything that's been going on in the world, uh, for for as simple as it is, it's such a hard lesson for so many people, for so many Christians. Yeah. And uh, forgiveness, in the beginning, it, it was really, you know, when I was a new Christian, it was really such a hard concept for me to grasp that somebody could love you that much that if you would just ask for forgiveness, that he would give it to you because he loved us. And he, you know, God sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. And it's that simple. When you read it, it really is that simple. But a lot of times I think people struggle with that. And I think we overanalyze it and we overthink it. Sure. And um, this year, really, I think specifically in the way of forgiveness has been a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say hard lesson, but a pretty valued lesson, especially given given all that we faced uh, as a church uh, in our personal lives, outside of church, maybe in the secular world, you you really come to the understanding that you're dealing with people that are just as frustrated at the situation. And I think oftentimes they don't intend to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And we allow that to hurt our own Christian walk, but we forget the simplicity and the power and forgiveness towards that. Right, And, and I, I think 
that's been a very valued lesson for me in this past year. Again, if forgiveness is, is simply wiping the slate clean, if you will, a, a debt could be owed in a lot of different ways. As humans, this idea that, you know, you've got to hold on to things so much that, you know, this person owes me an apology. Um, this person, maybe it's money. That's the basis of it. That's just the, the simple form of forgiveness is I'm saying, you don't owe that anymore. That's that's kind of where we came up with money. I gave you a cow and you owe me however many sheep that equals a cow. And so now there's a debt there. Right. Right. And so how we had to figure out a way to how to settle that easier. And so that's kind of where the monetary systems came into place. You know, you and I, Brother Mark, if you know, if you've got something I, I want and I'm willing to give you US dollars for it, well then you can take those US dollars and now you can go get something that you want for it, right? There is no debt anymore. It's a, it's a simple, this is a simple transaction. But what we do in relationships though, is there's no, there's no simple medium of exchange. Mm -hmm. It's I'm emotionally scarred by something possibly. And so I can't let that go until it's made right. You, you have to back up now and look at in terms of how God sees humanity and look at what we did against him. Yeah. And and he could have every right to say that you need to you're going to pay this this debt you know that you've created for yourself by sinning, because sin can't come into the presence of God. Instead, he takes an ulterior path and says, "No, I'm, I have another plan, and that is complete and utter forgiveness." And that that's a hard thing for us to grasp because yeah. that's just not how our minds work, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's an amazing reality when you when you actually stop and think about it, Naya. Again, I think for many people, this time of the year is a, is a time of reflection. Mm -hmm. And for all the things that I've done, it still amazes me that he forgave me, that I know that I'll never have to spend one second in hell, that I'll get to go and be with him in heaven one day. It's almost It almost leaves me just speechless. You know, I just, sure. something, something that you try to explain to people and until they experience it, they really, they really don't know. Um, but it's still our duty to go and tell people. And that, that's ultimately what, what we want. We want people to, to get saved and, and come to know Jesus as their personal savior. But, uh, you know, I know this, this past year, people are searching. And uh, again, we come back to the simplicity of forgiveness and they just overlook it. They'll, they'll put their faith in everything else and I know Jesus, and mm -hmm. I know God, and I know His love, and I know the forgiveness that He's given me. And these people are searching for something, and they're not willing to turn to God. And I think that's just heartbreaking. Here He is, ready, ready to forgive, ready to love, this free gift, and uh, people just aren't willing to accept it. And so that's it's been a bit of an eye opener this year. Uh, I think it even more so just with what we've seen um, as we've many of us in this church have gotten more involved in ministry. I think we become uh, aware of the need more and more. I know as I get older, the need for forgiveness, uh, even of the sins I commit today, and uh, forgiving people mm -hmm. and, and the relationships that that helps build. Uh, you know, if we didn't have forgiveness, I think too oftentimes we would hold things against people and we wouldn't have any relationships yeah, sure. and nothing would go anywhere. So I spend a lot of time thinking about that these last couple months as, as we've wound the year down. It's just uh, amazing what God is doing in this church, what God is doing with the men in this church, and uh, forgiveness is an important part of that. 
lack of forgiveness is, I mean, could probably be attributed to a breakdown in relationships of all kinds. And, and I don't know that we really realize just the magnitude of what forgiveness really can accomplish. It's really a construct of just how, uh, you know, our minds work emotionally, particularly in, I would say, the younger generation now. But it gets dangerous when you take it to the level of, you know, I'm owed something for nothing. Some of the hardest conversations that that you'll have uh, when it comes to witnessing to people or just giving your testimony is when you come across somebody who actually just believes that they don't need any kind of forgiveness. People like that, typically, they don't want God in their life. You can sit down and get to a point where you have a conversation with somebody who's not saved, and you could get down to just the brass tacks, which is, hey, I mean, look, Christianity hinges on the fact that Jesus Christ was resurrected. So it comes down to the fact that Jesus Christ, if he was God and he was risen from the dead, game over. If there's a God who created this world, I want to know who he is. Yep. If, so if you can get over that filter of, I, I don't know one way or another. Okay, that, that's fair. Let me tell you about what God did for me. And first and foremost, he forgave me. That's where it all started. Yeah. Yeah. It all started with forgiveness. Yeah. It starts there. Well, really, it starts with love because you can't, how could somebody do what God did and forgive? Love's the only answer. Absolutely. I tell you, you just, what you said there thoroughly convicted me. We talk about the freedoms that we have in this country. And as you're wearing a USA shirt. Right, way, right, like yeah. <laughs> and, uh, specifically, you, you were talking about younger people, but I think. Uh, really, I'd have to raise my hand and say that applies to me. Sometimes we get this preconceived notion that we're owed something. Mm -hmm. And in the way of forgiveness, I think oftentimes I've experienced that in my own life where I feel like somebody's done me wrong. Sometimes they don't even know it. Right. And they probably had no intentions of doing that. And the only person I'm hurting is myself by holding on to that. That's good. And um, wow, that's, that's very convicting. Uh, I think you're right. We forget the freedoms that that we have in this country, and um, we have this sense of entitlement. And and wow, that's that's convicting. I, I uh, going forward, I'm definitely going to be challenged to make sure that I don't one allow that bitterness to to harbor in, in me and and really affect uh, any good that I can do for God. But really, just to explain to people what forgiveness is and what what God has done in, in my own life. And I think that holding on to that can hinder me greatly in telling people about Jesus. So that's, uh, I don't know if you meant to lay that challenge down, but that, that's good. <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't mean to. I, I probably was really challenging myself more than anything. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Do you, when you think about something that's maybe happened, you know, in your life, you know, involving other people, something you said there a minute ago where you said that, they don't even know that they've done something, but even even somebody that's done something deliberately, mm-hmm. there does come a point where you can't just use ignorance anymore of, yeah, certainly we sin all the time and, and times when we don't know it, mm-hmm. but we also do it when we and we know we're doing it. Does, that means I need, need to forgive people that do things to me knowing that they're doing it or even they did it intentionally. Like that's another level right there. Yeah. Right, We're stepping it up a notch now. Yeah. Does that make you kind of change your perspective a little bit when you when you kind of go from well, it's forgiveness of sin because you're a sinner, and and oftentimes we choose to sin. 
but but he's still forgiving. We're kind of in another level then, right? We're we're above just well, I'm for, I'm forgiving this person. They just don't really know, or they just maybe they just didn't really mean it. No, they they meant it. Yeah, I think as uh, as you were uh, explaining that, um, I believe it was Peter mm-hmm. that went to Jesus and he he said, "How oft shall I forgive?" Uh, my brother that sinned against me. That's right. And I think he says up to seven times, and Jesus says no, seven times seven. Seventy times seven. And yeah. w- what does that mean? Every time. Yeah. You know whether they know or not. I believe is what that verse is saying. And so, sure. Um, that's that's good. I think uh, <laughs> that's what you call hyperbole, right? I mean, Jesus. Right. He says seventy times seven. You could do the math, or essentially, you could just say like every time. Yeah. I think I think about um, when I went through uh, my training in the Navy, my first you know electronics training. And what I really loved about that, because I, I have I've like this logical thinking mind, right? You, but in in digital electronic theory, it's a simple uh, of it's inputs and outputs, right? There's a there's a there's a input on one side and there's an equal output on the other. Um, and our expectation is is that when I give, there's a return. And we talked about this in, in the podcast about giving, and so that that's another way of of understanding forgiveness on another level that. That you you have to be able to let go of the expectation, uh, because then you're gonna ha- you're gonna live a life of disappointment. Because look, we're humans. We're going to disappoint each other, right? We're gonna let each other yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it. I was just thinking. It it amazes me almost how one sided our relationship with God is, in the sense that we were talking Ooh. about equal input and output. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Uh, we really do so little for God. Mm-hmm. And not only did he forgive us and secure us uh, eternity in heaven, but he blesses us over and over again. And, and we just all the time. We just don't deserve it. We really don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God that he doesn't think the way that we do, because I would get nothing because I really, really mm-hmm. haven't put much in uh, near enough to deserve what God has given me. Well, and, and how about this? Do we deserve what he's held back from us? Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's the mercy, right? So the mm-hmm. grace is all the stuff he's given us that we don't deserve. And the mercy is him holding back of what we really do deserve. Yeah. Grace was him coming down, having a solution for reconciling man with God. And that was Jesus Christ, right? Coming and, and, and paying that penalty in our stead because he lived a perfect sinless life. He was the only one that could do it. Uh, he was God in the flesh. And then once you're saved, it's I'm going to continue to live my life sinning, unfortunately. Now, hopefully I don't choose to live, let's say, in sin, right, in perpetuity. I don't choose to live a life uh, that's displeasing to God. But let's be real. I'm still going to sin, yeah. right? So now mercy comes in also on top of that and says, you're now a child of God. I love you. I'm not really going to give you what you really deserve. And, and not even that, I'm going to bless you on top of it. Really, the main point I know for me is that I, I, I have seen how good God really is in, in everything. And, mm. and, and you're, you're right, the things that he withholds from us, um, if we got what we truly deserve, he would still be better than we could ever ask for. I, I believe it was in Jeremiah, uh, the Israelites you know, continually they they turn their back on God, mm-hmm. and it gets to a point where He says, "Look, you're going to go into captivity, but guess what? I'm still going to be here for you. 
I'm still going to give you guys guidance in that. You guys are still my people and I still mm-hmm. love you and I have hope for you. And uh, that's, that's really how he is for us. There are things that we face. Um, you know, we go into certain situations where we're going to face punishment because of the sin that we are actively living in, in our own life. But God is still good in that. Yes, we're being punished and no, it's not fun, but we can look back on it and we could see that he could have probably been a whole lot worse than he really, really was maybe in that situation. There's no question about that. God always gives us an opportunity to follow the right example. The Bible is just chocked full of examples of just that, you know, is forgiveness. I mean, think about uh, Jacob and Esau, Joseph being sold into slavery. I mean, imagine what he could have done in the position he was in in Egypt, what he could have had done to his brothers for what they did to him. And and what I can't forgive somebody because they, you know, they said the wrong thing in a conversation. Or... Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, you hit on it as as I as I read my Bible. You know, we see these. We see these examples that God gives us over and over again, and it's uh, sometimes it's almost like He's shaking me. He's like, "Are you are you seeing it? Mm-hmm. Do you see it? Do you see what I'm trying to tell you?" Uh, he get it's a, it's a good thing He just doesn't put it in there once. I think we'd gloss right over it, uh, and that'd be done. We'd read it for the year, and that'd be it. But over and over again, like you said, with Jacob and Esau and Joseph, and um, there are many other instances in the Bible that. Uh, forgiveness, basically all pointing to Jesus and what, right. what what he did on the cross uh, for our sins. It's, it's an amazing thing how the Bible all comes together when you read it and you understand it. It is. That story of reconciliation all throughout from Genesis just, to Revelation. Wow. The revealing of Jesus Christ, why he came, what's available to every person on this entire planet if they'll accept his free gift. And what did Pastor say here recently? And we'll wrap it up here with this. The one thing, if anything, that stops people from being able to get over that filter and, and whether and get saved or or forgive is really one thing. It's pride. Yep. You know, it, it is. Pride is pride is the killer. It is the um, I I can't get myself down and, and humble myself down enough to understand that there's no eternity without Jesus Christ. You got to get over that filter. If, if you know anybody who's listening right now, and maybe you're struggling with this subject, whether you're a church member, you've been in church your whole life, or you just recently started listening, we have to get past this point of thinking that there's something that we we have to do or we can do about it. There's not. Think about it like this: if we're sinners, and it's and the sin is as bad as the Bible says it is, and it is, how could a sinner save a sinner? doesn't make sense it it can't happen it had to be somebody that was outside of sin that was sinless that was perfect it had to be god and it had to be jesus christ and our pride could stop us from getting saved but even once we're saved uh, it could stop us from truly forgiving amen yes sir well friends we thank you for joining us i hope that you enjoyed this podcast if uh, we could be a help to you in any way, there will be a link in the description. And you reach out to the church. Any questions you might have, we'd love to help you in any way. Until next time, we love you guys and thank you for listening.